Differences with Kimberlyn LaBelle. This episode is, Is My Child Dyslexic? An interview with you. So every month I this year, I wanted to have an interview. We'll see if that works out. And this month, month, I kept being called to want to interview a parent about their struggles, particularly around dyslexia. And at the same time, I was wanting to help people know, does your child actually have dyslexia? Because there's a lot of confusion and misconceptions around what dyslexia actually is. So I decided in all of my free time that I don't have to create a quiz that you can take and figure out, is your kid dyslexic? Now, obviously, this is not a diagnostic tool. Only a professional can diagnose your child. But it gives you a really good idea of how many of the dyslexia characteristics your child has and therefore what you can do about it. Because whether or not your child has a label of dyslexia doesn't matter as much as what should I do to teach my child, right? So this is all about, does your child have these characteristics and what should you do about it? So you're going to want to go to www.yourparenthelp.com slash dyslexia underscore quiz. Dyslexia underscore quiz. If you go to yourparenthelp.com, you'll be able to see the link for the quiz below wherever you're watching or listening to this. You should be able to click on that. There's going to be links everywhere, but the official, the official place is there. So when you get there, you're going to see this. Is my child dyslexic? Take the quiz and find out the likelihood of it being dyslexia and what to do next. So you're going to put in your email address and your first name so that I can keep giving you more tips and information about it. If you're already subscribed to my email list, you're, if things work correctly, you'll just keep getting the same emails as always. Um, not necessarily new ones, except ones that are related directly to dyslexia um, and some supports on that. So click take me to the quiz and then you'll be here. Is my child dyslexic? So only a trained professional can actually assess and determine, like I said, but there's some characteristics that we're going to look for. First thing I want you to think about and keep in mind as you're going through this is how old is my kid? If your kid has not been in school for very long at all, you can't expect them to be good at reading or spelling or writing or phonics. Like they just haven't been taught it. So pay less attention to those questions, but look at some of the other ones that, well, a three-year-old might be able to rhyme, especially if they've practiced it a lot with their parents. Um, a three-year-old should have some ability to communicate, should be able to be understood to a certain degree. So look, kind of look at those measures and just decide how are things going. So I'm going to say that the kid I'm thinking of is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking about one of my students um, that I've worked with, and he is over nine years old. Now, next question, how strong is your child with rhyming? Like I mentioned before, rhyming is a big indicator of how strong a child's phonological processing is. Dyslexia is directly correlated with 
phonological processing disorders. So if a child has difficulty with manipulating sounds, they're going to have a hard time with being able to do things, the phonemic awareness skills, which are like the individual sounds and words. Um, the phonemes are the individual sounds and words, such as, so can they segment a word into individual sounds? Can they blend them together? We went over all of that last week in the phonemic awareness and dyslexia episode, so if you haven't checked that out yet, check it out. So, the rhyming is a clue about how strong their phonemic awareness is. It doesn't mean everything, but it, it gives a clue. So this kid I can think of, he can recognize rhymes mostly, sort of. If he's heard the rhyme, he can kind of repeat it, like cat sat. You know, it's so common that at his age, he's heard it enough. Um, and sometimes he can rhyme a simple word. So I'm going to go ahead and give him credit for that. And then, But nothing complex, definitely not a rhyming rock star. Now, how is your child doing with reading? Again, because of all of these phonological processing struggles, language struggles, phonemic awareness struggles, they're, they typically are below age or grade level. Now, the child I'm thinking of is actually at grade level, but he's only based on sight words. He can sight read very well, um, and, and that's how he's able to be basically at grade level or close to it. And I had a note in there that if your kids doesn't yet know how to read, then you're going to assume that they're at grade level because <laughs> nobody at their age can read. Now, show your child a nonsense word. Again, if your child can read. If your child can't read, it's not the best quiz for you, but you can kind of just pick some things and get an idea at the end. Um, so show your child a nonsense word such as last. Can your child read it? Do they Are they able to see each letter as an individual sound and blend it together? Now, maybe they see it and they are so fast they say lisp because they know lisp is a word. Or they say last because they know last is a word. But if you say something like, this is a nonsense word, just say the sounds that are in it. Can they fix themselves? How quickly can they fix themselves? Is this a struggle? Now, if it's a big struggle, just click no. They're not really able to do this. Um, they don't really understand how phonics and reading really work together. It's, it's a clue that phonics is a big struggle for them. Does your child have difficulty with producing speech sounds? So speech and dyslexia are strongly correlated. Kids who have speech difficulties early on often are the same ones that have dyslexia. But there's a lot of other reasons why your child might struggle with speech. There might be a medical reason for it. There might be just a a different kind of disability that's causing that, or it's just a delay. Now keep in mind that this is about their age. Are, are they able to speak appropriately for their age, produce sounds appropriate for their age? If you're not sure, you can um, look up some lists that kind of go through it. But things like R sounds are not developmentally appropriate until they're like eight years old, I think, if I remember correctly, or seven, something like that, like later, not at six years old. Um, TH, similar. It's like, it's a later skill. If you've got a three-year-old who can't do TH and can't do R, maybe struggles with L, not a big worry. If they can't do any vowel sound, or, you know, they struggle with vowel sounds, they struggle with B, uh, they might 
there might be something there. There might be something that you want to look at and have have someone look at that. Um, so this particular child struggled earlier in life. So I'm going to say yes, somewhat, although at this point he's doing all right. So for their age, how well does your child converse? Now, keep in mind that the conversation is a two-way thing. They have to be able to understand what you're saying to them. They have to be able to respond and respond by gathering their thoughts and forming it into words. This can be a struggle for kids with dyslexia. And there's a lot of other disabilities that this is also a struggle with. I'm going to keep emphasizing the fact that dyslexia is not the only reason that kids struggle with this stuff. So this kid, yeah, it, when he, when I'm trying to ask him a question, it can be slow. He can have a hard time coming up with what he wants to say or how to say it best. Um, which also then plays out in his writing. He has a hard time coming up with what to write in response to something. He has a lot of think time. What is your child's approach to spelling? So maybe they're not doing any spelling yet because they're too young. Maybe they spell only by memory. Now, if your child is basing all of their spelling off of memory and they're accurate, that's not such a bad thing. It's kind of a clue that they, it's probably not dyslexia. But they should be able to, if they're spelling, they should be able to figure out something if they don't already have that word memorized. Another way to try this is if you give them a word like LASP, like some nonsense word, but not one they've already read, and ask them to spell it. So they have to just think about how would I spell that sound in that word, and they have to show that they're phonetic. Now, some kids with dyslexia can get all the sounds, but they put them out of order. It's their phonological processing gets a bit jumbled. And when it comes out, it's either missing sounds or it's out of order. Um, and words they've memorized are often out of order. And they don't really notice why that doesn't really make sense. Like they might spell first F-R-I-S-T. And they don't realize that it doesn't really make sense to say F-R because that would be frist. Um, so look at that and think about that. Okay. So I'll be adding an option here. Just realized I need to add an option here. Um, so this kid Yeah, it's it it doesn't have a clue. <laughs> Your child's writing is, so again, thinking about how neatly are they able to write. This can be another sign of dyslexia. Kids with dyslexia are often very sloppy in their writing. Um, being able to formate, form letters in the correct, in quotes, way. It can be a challenge for them. So... Um, this child, very sloppy, very hard to read. <laughs> when it comes to memory for things that aren't their interests, how good is their memory? Um, so memory is another component that is often impacted by dyslexia, that they forget things pretty easily. And yeah, they might remember all of the 
I don't I don't know what kids are into right now. All of the artifacts in Minecraft or whatever. But they just, they don't remember anything, no matter how important we're telling them it is. And maybe even on the things they're interested in, they can tell you a lot about it. They forget names of things. They care about it and they still forget names of things. So think about that too. Um, how, how strong is their memory? Again, just pick the most, the most applicable option. So this kid, he can remember some stuff, but not a lot. How well can your child follow directions? Now following directions requires several skills. It's kind of combining that language conversation piece with that memory piece. You have to understand what someone is saying to you, remember what they're saying and execute it. So don't count things that you say to them every single day, like brush your teeth and put on your pajamas, whatever it is, don't count things like that. Count things that are new and you could even like just test it out like, hey, go grab me the book off the coffee table and a cup of water and see if they can do those two things. Now, if they're not willing to, that's a different, different thing. But just see like two little things that you can get them to do, see if they can do it. And it might be about, you know, putting something away that you need them to put away anyway. Hey, there's a book on the floor over there. Can you put it, you know, grab, pick it up? and take it upstairs and put it on the bookshelf. How easily can they follow all of those directions? Maybe they're looking for something and you're telling them exactly where it is, but when they get up there, they're confused and they start doing other things because they've kind of forgotten what they were even doing, what they were even looking for. Now, if it happens occasionally, it's not necessarily such a, a problem or a, an indication that it's a major problem, but if they really struggle with it, then it can be an indication that there's something going on there. Um, so I'm going to say my, this kid, eh, he can, he can do, yeah, he would be able to do all of that. Not complex, but the rest this kid could do. All right. So then we're going to click next and we will get a final kind of score. How probable is it that this kid has dyslexia? moderate probability of dyslexia. So some of that is because we've worked on a lot of it and he has some skills that he didn't used to have. Um, so that's kind of a good thing that he, he didn't rank it high probability, but it's a, there's a pretty good chance he has dyslexia and um, he does in fact have dyslexia. So I give you some options here and I have um, some, some, a new program that I am launching that I am telling everyone about just now, just this week, brand new. Um, I've kind of hinted at it in the past, but in a more generic way. This new one is um, the Word Warrior, Word Warriors Tutoring Coaching Hybrid. So it's all about you and I working together with your child to overcome that dyslexia. And what it looks like is I'm going to work with your kid directly for about 10 minutes. And then you're going to watch how I'm working with them, how it goes. You're going to learn what you should do, what you what skills you should be practicing with them spread out throughout the day and how to integrate that into the everyday. So then you'll keep practicing with them two or three times a day for five or 10 minutes each time. 
and it can be while you're doing other stuff. There, it's going to be things that you can do. A lot of it is things that you can do um, while you're cooking, folding laundry together, scrubbing the bathroom together, um, going on walks together. You can do other things while you're also working on these skills, making it not such a inconvenience in your life, um, not such a thing that you have to work around and figure out time for. It, it can kind of be built in pretty easily. Um, and I'll teach you how to do that. So check that, that program if you are interested in that. Um, and your takeaway for today is that with or without a diagnosis, your child might need some really intensive interventions if they're showing those signs of dyslexia. So look into how can I help my kid? You can definitely do all of it yourself. You can also hire it out to a tutor. Now, the reason I created this Word Warriors program is because what I was seeing is parents who don't feel confident enough to do it themselves or don't feel like they have the time to do it themselves, but the tutoring programs can get very expensive. They can go on for, for a long time and they tend to be sessions that are 30 minutes, 60 minutes. And the kids can't benefit from it after about 10 minutes most of the time because you're asking them to work on something that is really hard for them. And working on something that is really hard is really hard. It's very taxing on their mental energy. They can't keep working on it all the time um, or for long periods of time. They need big, long breaks in between to kind of rejuvenate their mind and get ready for it again. Um, and having me there to kind of help check in with your kid, get your kid rolling on the right foot can also just help jumpstart things. Um, help your kid get some buy-in and really understand the benefit of it and why they want to participate with you when you're asking them to do these little activities throughout your day. Um, so you, again, you can do it yourself. You can do it with, you can have a tutor do it, or you can look into the Word Warriors program. And there is currently a discount code, um, launch15. So that won't be active for very long. So jump on that as fast as you can if you're hearing this um, when this goes live. If you hear it later, you can always try the code and see if it still works or um, email me and I'll let you know if there's any current codes that you can use. But um, So again, you can learn how to teach your own child with dyslexia, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. You can also go to yourparenthelp.com and look for Word Warrior or yourparenthelp.com slash word dash warrior. I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to talking with you again next week.